Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is November 6th, believe it or not, sisters. But this is sort of the kickoff to the Satellite Sisters holiday season. This could be as... <laughs> This could be as close as we get to a real holiday celebration because all five sisters are on the air today. Woo! This is very exciting. Okay. It must be daylight savings time, Liz. That's all I can think. <laughs> That's why everyone could make it happen. Okay, Julie, you're in Dallas, right? Welcome back it, to the it, show. I, I'm here. I'm ready to go, Liz. All right. Leanne, Pasadena, California, you're good? I'm totally good here in the closet, cup of tea. I, I've been up since like 4 a.m. Thanks to daylight savings. <laughs> so we had the world's earliest soccer game this morning. So I've made dinner for the whole week, basically, already. Wow. <laughs> Super productive. Sheila, I hear you laughing. How's everything in your life? Good. I've had three mini meals already because of daylight savings. <laughs> Is that one of your new prongs? Mini yes. meals? Mini meals. <laughs> And Monica, I'm sure Portland, Oregon was plunged into darkness weeks ago anyway. So. <laughs> you know, surprise, I'm like Leanne, I got a lot of stuff done today with that extra hour. I was up and at them at what I thought was 6 a.m., but was really only 5 a.m. <laughs> right. So um, I cleaned out the underwear drawer, which is you know, always satisfying. <laughs> All right, I want to clear up one thing before we get into our wildly entertaining holiday special. Uh, the first is that the Satellite Sisters can declare, maybe for the only time in our whole lives, that we were right and Google was wrong. All right, <laughs> so here's the backstory on that. You know, we have introduced two new smartphone apps, one for the iPhone, one for the Android. The iPhone one, it's all going well. Android somehow disappeared from the Android store a couple of weeks ago. We naturally blamed ourselves because that's what we do, right? <laughs> yeah, because that's usually our fault. Yes, yes. We, we immediately <laughs> suspected user error on our part and made some very half-hearted attempts to figure out what went wrong, um, which got us nowhere. And then miraculously, out of the blue, the other day, we got a notice from Google saying that it was their fault. That, it, that they had done something to screw up the App Store on Android, which is their platform, you know, Google and Android. It's all the same people. And, oh. Uh, yeah. Did you know that? No, Liz, I, I didn't. Well, I, you know, it's easy to forget. It's easy to right. forget that, like, YouTube is also Google. And pretty much everything is Google unless you've been otherwise notified. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I operate now. Just assume it's Google, unless you know for sure that it's really Bank of America. Uh, so anyway, here's the good news. Uh, the App Store for Android by Google is still broken, so we can't help you there. But all the Android apps are available at Amazon. We love Amazon. Thank oh, you, Amazon. Oh. Is yes. Amazon owned by Google as no, well? No, still oh. totally independent and also not owned by Bank of America. So you can go to Amazon. You go to the App Store, the Android App Store at Amazon, and you just type in Satellite Sisters. Our app comes up. You can download it. Super simple. You are back in business on the Android platform, people. So, so just go to Amazon instead of going to wherever you were going before. And for the iPhone, all the instructions remain the same. iPhone has one extra step because you have to go to Podcast Box. But we explain that all online at SatelliteSister.com. So there you go. You can be listening to us. And what the app does is all of our shows are there at your fingertips all the time. Just all the time. All the time. So, okay. okay. It really is thrilling. But Liz, I have one question. Okay. Yeah. Do you think we have a class action grounds for a class action suit against Google? Do you think we can get some of the Google money, some funds? I, I think that that. 
that could be worth a try. I mean, well, you're our legal counsel, Liz. Yes. You're our in-house lawyer, right? The, here's the, the the flaw in that plan is I think we'd have to round up a lot of other independent podcasters to, <laughs> yeah. to make that work. Well, I, I see a movie with an Aaron Sorkin script. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is major. Okay, the sisters versus Google. Let's just let's get that into development somewhere. <laughs> Whatever. I'll work. I'll work on that. I'll okay. work on that. That's right, Lee, and you are the development department. Yes, uh, I'll work on that for Satellite Sisters Omnimedia. So uh, we'll wait to hear back from you on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's go around the horn. What's going on in people's lives, Sheila? What's new with you? Well, what's new is I I totally bombed yesterday in a stand up comedy gig. Uh, for my school with kids. I mean, this was the most humiliating 15 minutes of my life. Oh, oh my gosh. What happened? How could that well, be? Well, we had just come off that great comeback with Leanne, right? Yeah, Leanne, our, right. Our, which you can, a real you can, high. Which you can see at SatelliteSisters.com. I mean, yeah. it's it's a hilarious uh, comedy bit, girl. So what happened? So I thought this was a no-brainer. So my school asked me to do 15 minutes with two of my stand-up comedy kids uh, to sort of fill in at a book fair. Um, so they had live entertainment. Now, here's the thing. It was outside, which is never good. That's it's never a, funny. That's outside a, that's a comedy fun. rule? Don't work no. outside? No. I mean, what comic works outside? Have you ever seen? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they work uh, in dark. Hi, I was calling oh, from the stroke okay. team. Pager. Okay, Monica's being paged. I got paged. <laughs> well, the doctor got paged. Um, hey, okay, I'm going to... Let me try to call the doctor at home. Yeah, Monica, we can hear Thanks. you. Thanks. Monica, we can hear you, so I'm hanging up on you. Okay, I just hung up on Monica. <laughs> that was live action. You that, know, was... That, that was real life. I mean, no one can ever accuse us of being a reality podcast. You just heard it live, right? Well, Monica's real life, on... real life can be funny, but not yesterday. So th- <laughs> this is the deal. The, okay. the, the theme of the of the book fair was superheroes, and I mean, not even Superman could have saved me yesterday. So I get up there, they introduce me. I run up with my two kids. I've rehearsed them all week. I have a couple jokes. Easy peasy, right? I, yeah. I, I go for the mic. No sound. Oh. Uh, no, the mic is completely dead. Uh, it, and it's been on. I mean, so here, and I had a crowd, Leanne. I mean, the chorus had just sung. All the people oh, yeah. were sure. videotaping. Everybody was with me. Everybody was there. People were like, Miss Dolan, Miss Dolan. <laughs> I get up there. No sound. Aww. And like all I can say is the next 10 minutes of my life was in slow motion. <laughs> I, we literally tried every plug and oh. every outlet. And, and, and the girl from the bookstore didn't know how to r- run the sound system. Oh. And, and then I'm like, where is the fifth grade teacher who's in charge of tech? I mean. Right. Where? <laughs> okay. And where are the husbands, the fathers? <laughs> Right. Are standing there watching me go down. I am going down in flames. And did you try to keep doing your routine? You Leon, you can't do it outside with no mic. I understand. That's <laughs> I but did you try? Did no, you try? I didn't even try. It, no, as as soon as the mic went dead, the crowd just disappeared. Uh. I mean, they they just walked away. So after 10 minutes, yeah. the sound comes on. Oh, oh, even worse. Yeah. Now you have to do it. And then we had to do it, and I had lost all my mo. Right. And plus, and plus, like, a lot of my students sort of rushed the stage and were like, Miss Dolan, Miss Dolan. <laughs> I mean, I was like, get out of my face. <laughs> That's like, nice to say to your loving audience. Right. Not to mention the fact that they're your uh, students. I, okay. I mean, uh, what, like, where are your parents? I'm a comic now. I'm not your teacher. I am. <laughs> I'm. I'm a hardened stand-up comic, and and you are ruining my act. You're ruining your flow. <laughs> Sisters got flow. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. Oh shit! I, I literally looked out at the crowd. And I saw fathers, again, shaking their heads like, 
Oh no! Oh no! And, and aren't and uh, uh, correct me, but aren't aren't about half of the fathers at the school where you teach, Sheila? Aren't they in the entertainment <laughs> business? So isn't it isn't it quite possible that half of the fathers, like on on a daily basis, are working with sound systems and Julie? They just watched me go down. I, I I literally and and thank goodness the kids, you know, we're, we're fine. I mean. And then it was just a time, you know, the comedy was, it was strained, you know, it was strained. That's never, (laughs) that's never good. (laughs) That's never good. And then I couldn't get off the stage. I said, all right, everybody. And then, and one of my comics took the mic for me and he started ad libbing. He said, oh, oh, no brevity is the soul of wit. (laughs) Get off the stage. Oh, so that's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, you know, no comedy outside, you know, uh, bring, you have to be in a closed venue. Yeah. With drinks. With drinks. (laughs) (laughs) That's tough with the fifth graders. (laughs) All right. I just, I just got a message from Monica that she's ready to come back onto the show. So hang on. We're just, we're just going to dial Monica back up here. Because uh, you have that new capability. Yes, now I know how to do this. I know how to hang up and redial. Hey, Monica, we're live. Hi, how are you? Okay. <laughs> we, we heard you a little bit uh, answering your page, so that's why we hung up on you. And- okay. <laughs> I got page, but it was a false alarm. Okay. All right. For people that don't know, Monica's in the medical field and frequently gets called in on the weekends, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was on call, so there was a little... Uh, confusion there with the pager and everything but i'm all good i'm it's good now i'm back yeah okay. i'm usually the one who calls her <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's it sister thank goodness my my the, this show was not filmed because by that point all the parents with the video cameras had left i mean oh, it good. Was... <laughs> so, so there will be no evidence posted anywhere on youtube Oh, gosh. So that's it. You know, I, I just um, and I, I hung my head. I mean, I just I just went home and, and was very depressed all afternoon. Oh, OK. That well, sounds like a well, good day. Well, let's see if we, let's see if we can bring your mood back up. Julie, do you have anything that would cheer you up? Well, you know, we talked about that this is the beginning of the holiday season. So I'm introducing a new segment that I think all of the sisters can really get behind. And here's the name of the segment. It's called Cranky or Cause. Do you, are you just cranky about something or do you have actual cause? Let me, let me give you an example. Okay. So this week I did some pre holiday shopping. Okay. I don't know why, but I was in Williams Sonoma and it was very crowded. They were having a sale and I went up to the, the saleswoman in the store, young girl, young girl. And I said, boy, you're, it's crowded in here. And she said, you know it, girlfriend. I was like, girlfriend? <laughs> okay, so this... this okay, that's cranky, but okay, that's, okay, okay, so I'm cranky. I'm a little cranky, Liz, because she called me girlfriend, because she was 19, and you know I am not 19, okay? I don't yeah. have any 19-year-old uh, girlfriends. Yeah. All my girlfriends are very old, okay? They're all in Chico's. We're, we're just, we are not young, okay? So she called me girlfriend. Okay, I let let it pass, let it pass. And I was looking for a particular item, and she was helpful. She said, you know what? We have this item. Let me go get it for you, girlfriend. I'll be right back. Okay, okay. Oh, this wow. is two times. Okay, two, double, double girlfriend. A double girl. She is now double girlfriend me in, in the course of three minutes. So I, I'm sitting here. I mean, what do you do? Do you... Do you say, please don't call me girlfriend because <laughs> I, I, we just, we are from two different worlds with, there is no possibility that we have anything in common. We will never be girlfriends. I don't really feel like extending solidarity here in Williams Sonoma. I'm just trying to find this one item and get it on the 20% discount. But see, I thought that was way too cranky. So yeah, that's very cranky. That would be cranky. Okay. Well, I don't know, Julie. No, no offense, Julie, but didn't she know how old you are? Yeah, yes, that's what I mean, <laughs> Sheila. I, I mean, she was I mean, nineteen. She, I she am. Should, she should show you some respect. Yes, like, ex- oh, that's good, Sheila. Like, so should, I should have said, show me some respect and no. call, ma- no. ma'am, no. ma'am. No. Do you really want to be called ma'am? No, I know girlfriend is bad, but ma'am is bad at the opposite end of the spectrum. Well, all right. Uh, so what happened, you all? All right. So then she shows up with a gift and she's like, should I ring it up, girlfriend? What do you think? <laughs> okay, now I have oh. a triple, triple girlfriend yeah, in, in less than 10 minutes. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, this is okay, part so- of her sales technique. All right. All right. Well, here's here's how this segment works. It's a vote. Cranky or cause? Was I just being cranky because I did get good service? She found the product I wanted. She came in back in 10 in 10 minutes. It was all done, signed, sealed and delivered. Or do I have cause? OK, around the little round the horn here, Liz, cranky or cause? What, what do you think? I'm going to put that in the cranky camp. Yeah, I think that, yeah, it's inappropriate, yes, but not wildly so. It's something for the HR department at Williams-Sonoma to take up, not you. So, so All right, I- Leanne, Leanne, what do you think? Cranky. Cranky? Cranky. Okay. Yeah, you know, that's that's her thing. So I, I don't know why, but uh, you can see it as a compliment that she she didn't know how old you were and she wanted to be your girlfriend. So no, I, I would say slightly cranky. Slightly cranky. Monica, what do you think? Did we lose Monica again? She's oh, darn. Okay. okay. Sheila, what do you well, think? Well, I'm going to go with cause. Okay. Uh, All right. Split decision. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so did you do anything or say anything? No, I didn't. I just, I brought it to, I brought it to you sisters, but I was irritated. I definitely, so I guess, what, what can I say? I was definitely irritated by, by the you being triple girlfriend. In yeah, I would have cringed. I would have given her like a cringe or dirty look. Yeah. Some, something to let her know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's nice. <laughs> a dirty I'm look. You, Sheila. I'm in the Christmas you. spirit. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying Monica one more time, and then we're going to give up on her. Okay, Monica? Monica? Uh, yeah, hi. Sorry. Hi. hi. The, hi. The, okay. the, doc- the doctor called me at home. Oh, okay. So are, should, do, are, do I need to hang up on you again, or are you no, clear? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. ready. All right. Well, we decided that Julie was half cranky and half cause. So now we were moving on to your story. You said you had a Dunder Mifflin situation at your office. I did. I had a complete Dunder Mifflin incident this at work this week, and I know um, – for those of you that work in an office, you might enjoy this. It was just a oh, classic, like, miscommunication. Um, so, yeah, I'm a clinical research coordinator at the university. So I coordinate these clinical trials. And one of the studies that I was working on, it ended. So they contacted me, and they had shipped us a lot of equipment, you know, a year ago when the study started, just monitors, cables, I don't know, there was a small refrigerator, there were some water baths, there were thermometers involved, a lot of equipment. So it, they told me I, I had to ship it back to the sponsor. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So here, here's one thing. They <laughs> I already know what's going to happen. <laughs> no, I don't think you do. So they, unfortunately, they sort of contracted with this third-party shipping operation. I don't I don't even know what it was, but all of a sudden out of the blue I started getting emails from this woman and I think her title was actually logistics coordinator, which just really makes me laugh now when I tell you what happened. So several emails back and forth, the logistics coordinator. I told her I needed packing supplies. Well she said we're gonna send someone out to pack and ship all the equipment back. And I thought that was very nice. So she asked me when it when was a good time and I said any day of the week except for Thursday between twelve and two. Okay, so at first, <laughs> of course. Okay. So, so, and then I never really heard back from her with the confirmation about when the guy from FedEx I thought was going to come and take everything back. So on Thursday at exactly 12 o'clock, <laughs> exactly 12 o'clock, I get a call from a woman in the hospital. Now, she works in the human resources department. <laughs> And here's what she says to me. There's a man in a white truck from the airport who has something for you. (laughs) Uh Aha. Mysterious. The man in the white truck. And I said, I really don't know what you're talking about. She said, well, he said he's from the airport. so, um, So I was like, you know, maybe you should put him on, put him on the phone. So, he, he gets on the phone and he said, he said, I'm supposed to uh, drop off some 
packing boxes. So I was like, okay, he's the guy, you know, with the equipment that I said, don't come Thursday between 12 and 2. <laughs> and then he asked me, he can't, his truck is so large, he can't get it under the underpass on the hospital main road. So what? I think he's now blocking the main road. So he asked me, where can I park my truck? <laughs> Doesn't the logistics department normally take care of that? I mean, how big was this truck? It was very big. So I said, um, I try. I said, I really don't know where you can park a truck because I don't work in like shipping and parking. And um, I'm, at, I'm at lunch. It's between twelve and two. <laughs> well, I told you twelve and two. So you know, I tried to give him directions to my office. I was like, "What do you have for me?" He said, "I have boxes." I was like, "Great." So I he, I had to go down and meet him at the large white truck that was now almost stuck under the underpass. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> he has managed to pull over and he opens up the large truck and what he has back there for me he has three like shoebox size cardboard boxes <laughs> and a roll of tape. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit of overkill with the truck. <laughs> a little underserving all the stuff you have to ship back, I think. Right. Uh, I said, oh, no, this is not going to be adequate. That was my exact words. I was like, do you know how much equipment we have? He goes, well, no, they just sent me out here with the boxes. And I said, well, we have we have a lot of stuff. We had like 10 monitors, you know. I mean, it's ridiculous. So I said, why don't you come with me? So we said, am I going to get a parking ticket? I said, I really don't know. (laughs) So I bring him back to the office and we've got a hand truck and he sees how much stuff I have. He he knows that one like roll of tape wasn't going to cut it. So we we put everything on this hand truck and we take it down and he just puts it in the back of the truck and he said, we'll take care of it. So the next day, I get an email from the logistics coordinator, and she said, she said, I have confirmed that the boxes have arrived. When do you want me to send FedEx to pick up the equipment? (laughs) Oh, no. You have just given all the monitors to an imposter, Monica? So, Julie, I wrote her an email which basically said, I gave it to the man in the white truck. Airport. And then I sent the email and I just pictured her sort of fainting on the other end. Wherever she was like in New Jersey, the logistics coordinator. I just said, I did it. it all went in a man with the big white truck. And when he was leaving, he said, I said, how are you going to turn around here? He said, well, I'm going to try to squeeze it under the underpass. And I said, I'm leaving now. Okay. Cause I don't want to see that. So that was it. I haven't, I haven't heard back from her yet. Oh my God. Oh my gosh, Monica. Possibly tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> with, with just... right. And meanwhile, the white truck is blocking ambulances trying to come in and out of the university hospital it was just the biggest boondoggle it was just too much so that that was my story and i told her i mean i tried to be nice in the email i was like i did not sign a receipt for anything i just gave it to the man that's good even better monica that there's no paperwork No paper trail. There was no paper trail. He didn't give me anything to sign. So I cannot wait to get back to the air, the not the airport, the office next week and find that out nuts. if that the logistics coordinator is still employed. And yeah, oh. that, sounds like things really didn't get that coordinated. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I am crying in the closet. Oh, oh God! All right, that's a good one, Monica. Good luck with that. <laughs> Leon, you got anything going on in your life that can top that? All right. Well, I no, it can't top it. I wish I did. I wish I. I that's the problem with working alone. No one comes to get anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but okay, I know particularly Monica and Julie that you are huge HGTV fanatics. Yes. So guess what, sisters? This week, I have an opportunity to pitch a TV show 
to uh, the head of programming at HGTV. All right, Liam. Liam. I know. What Very are you going to pitch? Monica, I think that would mean that we wouldn't be able to enter the Dream HGTV <laughs> Dreamcast contest. <laughs> Julie, that was my first thought when she said that. That's it. We're out. We're not winning okay, the Dreamcast. Forget it, Liam. Forget it. We, we don't want you to get a job there. To you. Thanks for your support. <laughs> um, I think you can enter. You just can't win. I think that would be the difference. You can <laughs> enter as many times as you like. Well, anyway, I've joined, you know, in a desperate attempt to focus my career. I joined a million uh, professional organizations in the last several weeks. And one of them was having this, hey, learn how to pitch HGTV seminar. And then, oh, guess what? Sign up. You get 10 minutes in front of a development executive there to pitch your show idea and then do a camera test. So I have 10 minutes this week. So, all right. And then... So I started to think up all the fantastic possibilities for HGTV shows. But then this week I got the real blow. It was like all the specs we need to go in and pitch. First of all, I have to put things on um, like in a zip drive, which I really Oh, you're right. (laughs) Oh, that's bad. This is, this is when you really need a logistics coordinator. <laughs> no, but you have teenagers, Leon. They they can do it for you. You know, you have you have production assistants. Yeah, that's true. They can handle actually getting it on one of those little things you stick into the side of the <laughs> the computer. But here's the problem. Then they started asking for things like your portfolio <laughs> and like your design credentials oh, and things oh. like that. I was like, oh, I thought I could just host the show. <laughs> I didn't know I had to have any design credentials. Liam, Le- how about the picture of the tablescaping contest tablescaping. you won? Tablescaping. <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I'm left with, Monica. That's the problem. There are gonna be real like interior designers yes. here and landscape designers, and I'm gonna have the little house on the prairie tablescaping. <laughs> and but, you know, uh, but that's exactly what they do. I mean, you've <laughs> seen those shows design on a dime. Right. It's, it's coming back. I mean, they, some of their shows are fantastic. They have real designers. They do yes. beautiful things. But other shows, admit <laughs> it. I mean, it's their... Wait, Leanne, you have a beautiful H and a beautiful G. Just go <laughs> go with that, Leanne. Thanks, Sheil. But then when you start to look closer, you're like, oh, it's not that beautiful. It all needs to be painted. So it's just you have to come up with the show concept. And I didn't, I didn't realize that the concept had to be design oriented or that I had to have any skills. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to wing it because uh, I am married to a guy in real estate. So I figure that should qualify me for something. <laughs> and uh, you're not really going to say that, are you, Leanne? As a I, you know what, Julie, here's my strategy because I don't have a design portfolio or any right. initials after my name, like ASID or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I am going to just go with the funny because I, I- <laughs> That's exactly the right thing to do, Leon. I was just thinking that. I mean, there are lots of interesting designers and landscapers and things on that channel, but they could use a little bit of the funny. So there are lo- there are as many design disasters that happen in the world as there are design successes. And if you can find the funny in that whole range, I think that's your space. Yes, you're correct. Go with that. So, right, in my zip drive, as opposed to, like, beautiful portfolios, I'm putting our stand-up act, Sheila. I am putting the book trailer uh, where I post the Rose Queen because that is all I have. But uh, I have my 10 minutes, you know, and I'm just going to give it a whirl. I thought literally I have nothing to lose. It would be it would be fun to host a show on HGV TV. Oh, you'd be better what it was. You know what I think you should? You know what really is your, your talent, Leon? What it's, is it? It's... It's the G. It's gift giving. You oh. are you are a world class gift giver. Okay, and it's not like it's not that you always buy the most expensive gifts. You always just buy fantastic gifts that are just right. I mean, for for our parents, for me this year, you gave me that little fringed poncho thing. How'd that I work mean, out? That fringed poncho. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> but I, you know, it was a great gift. I think you should do a show about gift giving. I mean, that's what I, that's, I really think you have a, a talent and a gift for that. And it would be, it would complement what they're doing on HGTV. So, but it would be breaking new ground. It wouldn't be the same old stuff. Um, So you could make some gifts or shop for gifts, but you could come up with the right gifts for people. 
Julie, I'm going to put that in the hopper and turn it around <laughs> the next couple of days. I have till Thursday at noon to come up with my show idea. Well, yes, how about this one? Right, and would you like me to take a picture of myself in my fringe poncho that you gave? <laughs> I put it in the portfolio. In the portfolio? The little white kitchen TV that you gave mom? That's like. 15 years ago that she she'll go anywhere, but she insists on taking her white TV wherever she goes. Right. I mean, you have given some fantastic gifts. Okay, Julie, Monica, you have an idea. I do. How about redo your sister's bath and kitchen? <laughs> As a show. And I I'll send you some pictures of my hideous bathroom and hideous kitchen. And you know what? That show will take at least a year. <laughs> You know what? That's kind of a funny concept, though. Like family intervention for yes. bad. Oh, bad that is. Oh. I mean, we've talked about intervening, Monica, with your home. We've talked I about thought. it behind the scenes. <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> okay. Uh, these are all fantastic ideas to just put in the hopper. So that's what I have to figure out. <laughs> what is my show idea in the next four days? Because I've got the appointment. I'm going in and I'm pitching something. Thursday at noon. So wish me luck. Mm-hmm. Too, okay. too bad it's not a cooking show. Because I was going to say it should be called Roasting with Salt. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Well, that, that's, that's, that's what you it, do best. You roast is. things with salt, right? Like, I know. <laughs> it's true. There is nothing that cannot be roasted and then put a little Salted. sea salt on it. It's, sea salt. It's, <laughs> All right. Just a touch at the end, but it brings it all home. A touch. Yeah. I roasted up ratatouille this week, Sheila. I, I, I know. You're always I, roasting. I know. <laughs> and Sheila, you just happen to drive by and smell what's roasting and well, stop in. You know, I love her roasted anything. I mean, we have documents of that, Leanne. I've taken pictures of your roasted vegetables. Yes. Put that in your portfolio. <laughs> we can dig it up. <laughs> Root vegetables, man. Well, we know you're going to look good because you have the new haircut, right? Yes, yes. The the Diane Keaton haircut. And Sheila, I understand that you also have the Diane Keaton haircut. You know what? I told my hairdresser, you know, I didn't want to look like the Diane Keaton picture because my sister had just gotten that. But, you know, I look like Diane Keaton. I can't. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know okay. what to say. Well, huh. I was going in for a little haircut and so inspired after last week's show where Leon had had ripped out the cover of Chico's, the Chico's uh, brochure that has a picture of Diane Keaton in this really cute coat with leopard gloves and a really cute haircut. And so I thought, well, maybe I should get the Diane Keaton haircut as well. I live in a different state. It wouldn't be so bad. Uh, we're, not, we're not planning on seeing each other. No. Now, you have to understand, my hairdresser, I, she, she, she tolerates me because um, I have brought in, in the past, pictures of Diane Sawyer because I want to look like Diane Sawyer. And she very nicely but very swiftly told me, she said, Julie, Diane Sawyer has about five times as much hair as you do. <laughs> So she said she could not do that. Mm -hmm. But when I brought in the picture of the Diane Keaton haircut, um, that uh, now two out of the five sisters have cut their hair, (laughs) she said, well, that's the haircut you already have. I said, no, it's not. (laughs) I don't have have the Diane Keaton haircut. She said, yes, you do. You have the Diane Keaton haircut. I said, "But but hers is shorter. She said, okay, you want it a little shorter? I'll make a shorter Diane Keaton haircut for you. You see where this is going, sisters? Yeah. That because both um, both Sheila and Leon, uh, they have they are from the Diane Sawyer of school. Of hair. They have about five times more hair than I. Do, right? You got the good hair genes in our family. Yes. Both of you have fantastic heads of hair. Um, so anyway, so she starts cutting my hair, the Diane Keaton haircut. So it's now complete. And, and I believe I have what is the faux Diane Keaton haircut. That's what I've ended up with. It's the same haircut I've been getting for the last three years. <laughs> so it's the Diane Schmitten. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a copy bag. That's what I have, you know? You know, instead of a real Louis Vuitton bag, I have, a, I have the fake one. So Well, you should just to... do what Diane does. Wear a lot of hats. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, well, that's good. Right. We, it's too bad that you're not all going to be in the same room together anytime <laughs> the imminent, because a photo of that would be good. But Sheila and Leon, maybe you could at least uh, pull off pull off over Thanksgiving. Let's see if we can get you back to back haircut to haircut. We can that. have another intersister competition. Who has the best Diane Keaton haircut? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Turn it into a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe the H and HGTV needs to be hair. Have they ever thought about that? <laughs> Women really care about hair. They should try that. Uh, so, Sheila, you had also said earlier that you had a couple of new products you wanted to tell us about. Yes. Oh, I'm excited. Um, Monica, have you experienced the new Kleenex Cool Touch? <laughs> oh, this no. is heaven. It's, tell it's, me. It's a new Kleenex. It's called Cool Touch. It's like refrigerated tissues with lotion. You pull them out, and it's immediate cool touch. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. But if you have a cold, why do you want a cold tissue? No, no, it feels good on your skin. It's it's just like it's got the lotion, Monica, but okay. it's got this it's got this element that's cooling, and it's just it's refreshing. Is it mentholated slightly? It's not- it's not mentholated. You think it would be by the blue, but it's cool. It's, it's absolutely cool touch. Who is moving around? What is oh, that? That's me. I'm okay. sorry. I was trying to cough. My bad. So that's anyway, that's that's one product that I've fallen for. Cool touch. I haven't seen them yet. I'm going to look for it. And the other I just bought this morning because you know how I hate to drink water? And Dude, I know didn't know that yeah. really. But okay. Okay. Thank you for sharing. I bought the Mio liquid water enhancer. Oh, it what is that? It's, you know, flip it, tip it, sip it, and click it. <laughs> no, it's, I don't know any of those things. It's a it's flavored like- water enhancer. You just add two drops. Mm. And I got the strawberry watermelon uh, flavor. It looks like food coloring. I know, it is. It is basically. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a healthy choice. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. You're the marketing genius, Liz. The, the bottle, it, it fits into your hand, but it looks um, it looks very much like a part of the, a woman's anatomy. It looks like a woman's bre- breast. Hmm. It's like, <laughs> so it's sort of a nipple design. It's, it's like a nipple design. I'm wondering what marketing executive thought about that. Like, where, where, what is that? Uh, but it's... <laughs> It, it it really does look like a nipple. Um, and but you it's, can it's hold- working for you? It tastes good? Do you drink I more water? Tried, I haven't tried it yet. I'm embarrassed to say I've just been holding it. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of ergonomically fits into your hand. Pleasing. It's very pleasing, ergonomically. It is pleasing. Is it like a pacifier? Sort of that? <laughs> yes, Julie, it is. It is like a pacifier. Well... Throughout human history, humans have been attracted to that shape. So, that's, uh, well, you'll have to give us a report on how it actually works for you. Uh, Unless you intend to just keep holding it as, <laughs> as pacify yourself in that way. I don't think you should bring it to school. With you. Well, if I suddenly start to turn watermelon color, you'll know why. <laughs> Right. Well, I discovered a new product this week that actually has helped me with the situation I talked about on the show a couple of weeks ago. You know, I mentioned that my dog, Ferris, keeps like biting himself in the same spot for months now. And the vet broke my heart by telling me that it was my fault. Uh, that Ferris has become anxious because I am spending too much time away from home. So, that was a blow. That was really, that was, that was kind of mean. It, it was mean. Uh, but if that's his diagnosis, okay, I have to hear it. I can take it. There's not much I can really do about it. But so I've been looking for ways to soothe his anxious mind, you know, and the, the vet gave me these homeopathic drops. Maybe the same thing you're now taking, Sheila. I don't know. <laughs> Mio. <laughs> and homeopathic drops to put in his water and food that would soothe his anxiety when I'm gone. So I was to test it next time I went away, which I did, and that did not work at all. It's just I came back, same spot on his butt, like relentless chewing, biting, whatever. 
So now I'm not sure what to do. So I was talking to a friend at work about this, and she said, oh, she had a thing that her vet gave her because she had to move her German Shepherd from London to Los Angeles, which, as you can imagine, would be anxiety-producing if you're a a big German Shepherd in a box for that long a flight. So this was a spray, the vet said, to spray into Kyber's kennel. And the spray was mainly uh, doggy pheromones. And that the doggy pheromones would make the space feel familiar and comforting to her dog, no matter where the dog actually was. So she tried it, and as far as she could tell, he had a perfectly good flight. But, you know, how are you ever really going to know? I mean, it's not like your dog gets out of the box and says, how did you do that to me? Or that was awful over the Atlantic. Or didn't you hear me barking under there? I mean, you're not going to get any of that kind of feedback. But whatever. She, so she gave me this spray and said, you know, it's worth a try. If the other stuff hasn't worked for Ferris, why don't you try this? So I came home. This was Thursday night. And the key is to spray it on a place where he's sitting or likes, not on the dog. You know, some of these other sprays go on the dog. So I sprayed it on his dog bed, which is in the living room. I sprayed it on the blanket where he often sits. And I sprayed it on the part of my bed where he sleeps at night. <laughs> thinking that like he'll he'll be he'll spend the evening in all three of those places and then by the time I go to sleep it will all be good. And I ended up going to bed kind of early on Thursday night. So by by 10 p.m. I'm out, which means, you know, Ferris is out too. Normally I wake up at between 5:30 and 6. I just kind of naturally wake up and I'm out the door with him by 6:15 or so. Well, Friday morning I don't know what it was. It could have been the doggy pheromones. But I woke up. I looked at the clock. It was already five after seven. I I had not moved once the entire night. So I don't know if those doggy pheromones worked at all for the dogs. (laughs) All I know is I had the best night's sleep of my life. (laughs) And and I was thinking as an alternative to, say, propofol. You know, yes. <laughs> because obviously that's been much in the news here in Los Angeles. It was the final day of the Conrad Murray trial. I was like, if only Conrad Murray had known about doggy pheromones, <laughs> then maybe going all the way to propofol would not have been necessary and Michael Jackson would have lived to tell the tale. So I still haven't gotten to the bottom of it because so – we, so I'm thinking maybe the reason I slept through the night so well is because Ferris slept through the night well. Right. Maybe it really did soothe him. And so he wasn't up, you know, walking around or biting himself or doing all of that. So all I can report is the last two nights have also been very nice nights sleep. (laughs) Liz, you know, New York Times Sunday style section today. Big story about how women can't sleep, you know, and what they're doing, they're taking Ambien, they're taking melatonin. They're up at three in the morning. They're worried. They're ruminating. Uh Doggy pheromones. Doggy pheromones. I mean, I'm. I know it's an off-label uh, use, <laughs> use. As you would say in your field, Monica, right? That would be considered off-label. Very off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Liz, on your next trip, you absolutely have to bring your doggy pheromones with you to see if indeed. It's not the dog, but the pheromones that are making you sleep better. Actually, you mean instead of the melatonin I'm taking? Yes, yes. To, to combat Just spray the, uh, your cons- business class seat with dog pheromones. <laughs> I was going to say spray the whole airplane cabin. <laughs> But Liz, you don't have any trouble sleeping. It's it's Ferris we have to be concerned about. That's correct, Sheila. I don't have trouble sleeping. That's why I was so surprised that I slept two hours longer than I normally would just on a normal school night. I get plenty of sleep. So it's not, I'm not normally up in the middle of the night ruminating. It happens occasionally, but no, I'm pretty good. So to all of a sudden sleep several hours longer than I normally would, I just, right. I just wanted to figure out what that is. And so the doggy pheromones, we shall see. Uh, you're right. I, I need to conduct some sort of double blind situation, right, mm-hmm. Monica? Yeah, just, I mean, you you need to bring it with you and sleep in a place without the dog. Where do you buy uh, doggy? Why don't you send it to me and I'll I'll be the control group because I am not sleeping well lately, so. Well, now how, how should she ship it to you, Monica? 
<laughs> I know a guy at the airport. <laughs> Man with a van. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so I'll, I'll report back on that. The anxious dog situation might have a very unconventional solution. Uh, and uh, and that would be that would be good news for everyone. The, um, hey, Liz, Liz, I just want to report back. We got a very funny letter this week at Satellite Sisters. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we get a lot of nice mail there. And this was a very nice letter from Susan. So she said she used to listen to us on XM radio, but she's been out of the loop for a while. And she said, I'm not sure if you're still on satellite radio anymore. She said, I want to make sure I have the right program. Did you talk about fanny batter and flicking the bean? (laughs) Or was that that another show? Now... Any help would be appreciated. I am fairly certain, Susan, that my sister Julie has never talked about <laughs> licking the bean on Satellite Sisters. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I know you. I don't really know what fanny batter. Means. Oh, I just I just googled it, girls. You do not want to know what fanny no. batter. Okay. I, we, I we have never talked about it. We have never talked about either of those two things. I know what show it was. They're still on XM. Very funny girls that are on that show, broad-minded. But that was not us. Uh, (laughs) Safe to say. It just made me, it, it made me chuckle. That letter. Uh, yeah, you know, we do get a lot of good letters. If you ever want to email us, go to sisters at satellitesisters.com. That's easy. Or join our Facebook group. So that you, then you can post anything you want there. And if it's something like that, we might take it down. But most things we would. <laughs> now that we know what they mean, because I Googled them and there's Urban Dictionary telling me. Oh, okay, most <laughs> things we would leave up. But we love hearing from you. Julie, there was one last thing I want to ask you, because I sent you an email this week about a story that has been in the entertainment news for the past uh, few weeks. And it's the tale of Hillary Swank going to do an appearance for the president of Chechnya was having some kind of bash. It was his birthday bash. Yes. Yes. And several human rights organizations stepped up at the time and said, really, do you really think you should be going and entertaining the president of Chechnya? And I noticed this week that she fired her PR people (laughs) as as a result of the booking in Chechnya. And you lived in Russia for a long time. Yes. Yes. I just wanted to get your POV on. Now, is that something that you think Hillary Swank should have or could have known before she took the booking? In I mean, where, yeah, where, what, where are you, Hillary? Where are you? I mean, they've been having a war going on in Chechnya since 1991. Okay. Yes, right. In fact, they've had two official wars. And so that doesn't, you know, so first of all, it's a war zone. So I don't know what your Hollywood PR people were saying, like, okay, this is going to be a really fun bash in Chechnya. Okay. (laughs) Did you look it up? Did you Google it? Did you do anything like that? And then it was a birthday bash for the president of Chechnya, who is who is a human rights violator. He's probably one of the most corrupt elected officials or appointed officials, Ramzan Kadriov. Okay, his father was also president of um, Chechnya before him. He was assassinated. So this is this young 30 something guy. And he has he wants to have this flashy birthday party. So he gets Hillary's. What what were you thinking, Hillary? I mean, that you want to go there. Yeah, in Chechnya. Right. Something is wrong with that picture. Right. She got paid a boatload of money to do it. But it just shocked me. I think of Hillary Swank as someone who's like, you know, fairly bright. And that that would that you would just go off to entertain in Chechnya without really thinking about that really, really surprised me. And I I, thought maybe we're just closer to it because you used to live in that part of the world. No, I mean, I mean, even like, weren't you at least curious, like how your plane was going to get there? And would that, you know, like driving in from the airport that, you know, has been completely bombed out, you know, that you wouldn't sort of start to ask some questions. Two other celebrities did go to the event, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay, so that, but that makes sense, right? Maybe he's over there scouting for some movie or Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And Seal went as well. So I don't know. I don't know what his, what, what, I mean, it's just money. I mean, that's, that's really shameful that they would 
that a that you know they would just do that for for money to just to show up in a place like that so yeah you you read about when they go and they do like the birthday parties in monte carlo and they they get paid a million dollars you kind of get that but i would think that just an average person some kind of alarm bell would go off when the invitation is to chechnya or any any other (laughs) war zone that's been in the headlines for quite a while I don't know, Hillary. That's sad about Seal. Hmm. Yeah, that's. I'm surprised about Seal. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Maybe he feels like he has a you know get out of jail free card. You know, that people aren't going to think badly of him because he's married to Heidi Klum. But I don't. I don't know. I, it's still. It's. Um, it's inexplicable. You know that that you know for six figures that you would go and do this and think that you could get away with it or that you'd want to be associated with these people that are you know. That are just, they're thugs. They're, you know, real criminals. Okay. All right. Hillary, we hope you learned your lesson. But, you know, maybe one lesson is don't have your PR people read the newspaper for you. Read it yourself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> read it yourself. Just listen to Satellite Sisters. If, she had been, if Hillary Swank had been listening to Satellite Sisters, she would have known better, Liz. That's exactly right, Julie. Okay. There's your lesson, Hillary, if you're listening, <laughs> which, you know, we, we may never know. All right. Anything anyone else has they, they need to jump in before we wrap for this week? You're good? Oh, I just, I just want to remind people, new podcast is at thechaoschronicles.com. And um, just feel free to subscribe to Chaos Chronicles, even if you have no intention of listening. Just <laughs> don't be shy. <laughs> I'll break a leg this week, Leon. I know you're going to get a fantastic pitch. With that positive Thanks. attitude, I'm sure you're going to go far. <laughs> I'm just saying, would, would it kill you to subscribe? No. <laughs> I normally enjoy listening when I'm on a plane, Leon, but now that I have those doggy pheromones, I cannot promise I will be awake at all <laughs> on any planes in my future. I, it's, a, it's an omnibus this week, Liz. I cover a lot of ground. Everything from Kim Kardashian to the Muppets, which I'm so excited about, to um, a new site that I enjoy called BoycottWall.com. So if you just like to engage, Sheila, you enjoy personal boycotts. You can just go register your own personal boycott. There's a website for you now. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so whatever you want to boycott, there's now a wall for you. Okay, well, I'm glad that you covered Kim Kardashian so we didn't have to. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly right. Exactly Um, right. All right, everybody have a good week. You too. Thanks, Thanks. We'll talk again next week. And don't forget, call your satellite system.